Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, he holds the world record for a majority of the Chow percent categories in Sonic Adventure 2. He's also an avid One Piece fan. It's Liam Dunn. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on the show, Tony. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to uh, to, to get started and to get this done and see how it goes, man. Thank you. Thank you so much again for having me. It's really oh, an honor. Dude, it's going to be... I'm looking forward to today's episode. Uh, but because you're brand new here, we get to start out with interrogations, where I ask you for your favorite video game, game character, and game soundtrack. So I gotta say, it's gotta be SA2 for favorite game at this point. I mean, I spent the entire year playing it, like, nonstop, so how could I argue anything else, really? <laughs> um, favorite character has gotta be Link from Legend of Zelda, and OST, I'm thinking, like, Deltarune or uh, Undertale. Because I'm just in love with that kind of uh, style of music. Mm, yes, I, I still have yet to play Undertale and Deltarune. Oh, you got you got to experience those bangers in person, dude. <laughs> I mean, I know the memes. I know this. I know Sans, and <laughs> uh, y- y- you know his inclusion in Super Smash Brothers. Q <laughs> 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 Megalovania. I, yeah. I really should. I really should get to playing them eventually, because they they do look good. I've, and I've also, but I, I just don't know if I ever will because I have a lot of other games in my backlog still. Oh no, kidding, dude! That's I think it's a lot of us right now, especially as we as we get busier, right? Oh yeah, I I legit actually just started Cyberpunk. Ooh. Yeah. So far, so good. Now, granted, I've only played maybe an hour of the game. So, you know, haven't encountered anything super game-breaking, and my PC hasn't exploded, so that's a good sign. Yeah, that's really good, actually, compared to what I heard from launch initially. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, well, with that, we can jump right into our headline of the week. Is the last Nintendo Indie World Showcase that happened on Wednesday. Uh, kind of came out of the blue. Uh, I wasn't really expecting it. I, I mean, like, I feel like they might have tweeted something about it, but I completely missed it. But yeah, the last Nindies showcase of 2021. Uh, and they showed off some pretty cool indie games, uh, starting with Sea of Stars. Um, it is a prequel to another RPG that this te- the team behind this one made. Um, the cool thing about this game is that uh, the music is being done by Chrono, uh, Chrono, Chrono Trigger and Chrono the sequel to it, um, and then uh, Xenoblade 2 comp- composer Yasunori Mitsuda. Ooh. Um, so some of the music in there is done by him, so that's actually kind of cool. Uh, and you know that there's going to be some absolute bangers in there. Absolutely. I'm actually excited for that. Uh, it looks like a pretty cool um, RPG. Uh, you use Eclipse Magic, one of the sun, one of the moon, and you use it c- combined to make Eclipse Magic, and it looks really fucking cool. 
we also got a look at Alicia, the Oblivion Twin, uh, Oblivion Twin Goddesses, which comes out spring 2022. Oh, also, uh, Sea of Stars comes out holiday 2022. So we still have a bit of time, a whole another year before it comes out. Um, but it looks cool. Uh, Alicia uses what's it called? Uh, when you're in handheld mode, it actually uses like the entire switch to control certain things. Like when it comes to, like either the motion or the gyros uses a bunch of unique things with that, with the Joy-Con and the Switch itself. Then we had probably one of the funniest games that they revealed, Locomotive, which is a comedy point-and-click mystery game coming summer 2022, uh, where somebody's been murdered on a train, and the three suspects are an MI6 agent, a private investigator, and, like, an FBI agent, which is kind of hilarious. And so you play as each one of them to unravel the truth behind, uh, behind the actual murder. We got Afterlove EP, a visual novel rhythm game coming out summer 2022. Also, I forgot again, uh, Locomotive also comes out summer 2022. Uh, Afterlove EP, a visual novel rhythm game where uh, by an Indonesian uh, developer development team because the game takes place in Indonesia uh, where it's like your girlfriend died and you're trying to learn to love again and oh, wow. write and write a whole album. Or your EP, right? Your EP, essentially. Looks cool. Uh, looks very emotional. And guaranteed will cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dungeon Munchies was then revealed. And that's out now. One of the two games out now. Uh, where you kill monsters and you cook them. And you make Dungeon Munchies. Oh, wow. That actually sounds really yeah, and really each uh, each uh, meal that you make has different effects on you, and that's basically the gist of the game. Looks cool. Uh, if you like food and you like hacking and slashing monsters, hey, this is for you. We got Figment Two Creed Valley, a sequel to Figment. That's coming out February 2022, and the demo is out now for you to check out. It reminds me a bit of Bastion, a little bit. Um, so if you've ever played Bastion, that's kind of the just of or seen games like that style. Let's play Oink Games. Um, it's a board game collection game. Uh, it's got four right now, and it will add more as uh, the game go- as goes on in future updates. And that's uh, the other game that is out right now. Endling Extinction is Forever. This game is probably the saddest game on there because, oh, it involves cute animals and uh, keeping them alive. It's You play as a mother fox, and your goal is to keep your fox cubs alive and not get hunted and teach them oh. things. And it's like, oh, no, if I fuck up, I'm going to lose a cub and I'm going to cry. I don't want that. Uh, so this game is well, as cool as a game it might be. I'm not going to touch it because I'm going to fuck it up and kill a fox. And I don't want that. Oh. Sounds like hardcore child percent. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, we got a new trailer for Ollie Ollie World, which they've showed off at previous Nindies. Um, the date, February 8th, 2022, and pre-orders are now available for it. And then we got the last two big reveals that uh, a lot of people kind of know. Um, River City Girls 2 is coming out, uh, a sequel to the popular River City Girls. That's coming out next summer. And lastly, uh, Dawn, uh, who we've had on the podcast before, is sure to love this news. Omori is coming to the Switch in spring. Um, and that was the Nindy showcase in a nutshell. Uh, there were a few other games announced in rapid succession. One of them is a dinosaur park simulator uh, that isn't Jurassic World. 
Uh, which looks interesting to say the least. It had like a very punny name, but I cannot remember it for the life of me. Uh, but yeah, that was the Nindy showcase. Any thoughts on that, Liam? Uh, a lot of it's news to me, and I definitely got to give it a watch back because I was working when it, went, when it happened. But it s- sounds a lot like a lot of good stuff is on the line. Yes. Uh, as always, the Nindies, um, I think it's like at one, there's like one every quarter at least, I want to say. Um, so can't wait to see what the next one shows off uh, as there's usually some good gems in there um, as there usually are and with that we're going to see what else happened in the world of video games card games and board games Uh, this is the week in review covering news from the world of video games TCG and board games this is the week in review and to kick this off uh, starting with what happened last week in the world of game releases among Us, the sussy game, finally came to PlayStations and Xboxes and is out now on literally literally everything you can now play it on. It took that long, eh? It took well, that they long. They finally did it, the Mad Lodge. They, they finally did it. Um, and, and their next endeavor is VR that we learned from the Game Awards. Oh, right. And I, I, I'm... Man, I don't know how to feel about that <laughs> uh FNAF security breach also came out for the playstations um the latest in the five nights at freddy's series that's the word um looks interesting but man did i i, f- I fell off of five nights so long ago man like i have not played a single game yet to be honest I, i've played a little bit of the first one on a mobile device once and that's it i've watched like my experience with it is watching markiplier play through them all and <laughs> that was about it that's really how i got that and then watching matt pat's game theories and all of that shit and it's just like oh my god oh, yeah. And, yeah and then i i stopped <laughs> so long ago i stopped because i'm like this franchise needs to just die it's, it needs to just be ended over with and <laughs> hopefully that'll be soon um, and also, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade is now on PC in the Epic Game Store uh, for full okay. price. So, oh, oh yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sixty U- U.S. and eighty Amer- no sixty yeah sixty U.S. and eighty Canadian. That's the words. God. Oh yeah. God love being with tax. A- yeah, with tax. Oh God, yeah, with taxes. Like ninety bucks with tax. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, so lovely. In the world of video game news, however, uh, starting off, Ubisoft Toronto, they're remaking the first Splinter Cell game in their brand new, and the new engine. Um, 2000, the 2002 original game, uh, gonna see new light and revive the Splinter Cell series, possibly. Might see... Maybe I should go apply for a job there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know if they are hiring, but uh, that would be cool. Um, and some sad news... However, uh, the all the Xbox 360 Halo games, uh, so Halo 3, Halo 4, Halo Reach, Halo 3 ODST, and Halo CE Anniversary, well, th- all those games are going to be losing server connections on January 13th, uh, only if it's on the 360 or if you're playing it backwards compatible on an Xbox One or Series X. All of those games, the standalone versions of them, they will no longer be, have access to online multiplayer. Uh, however, the Master Chief Collection, uh, if you're playing it through that, that is 
not affected by this at all. And also what is not affected by this is Halo Wars Definitive Edition. Um, so all of the, but, uh, the end of the era is merely like four weeks away now, a little wow, bit, about a is, month away, about a month away now before the end of definitely, an era. Definitely an end of an era in my legacy and my past. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I played reach hours on end with the, that online on my old 360. What a time. I played way too much Halo 3 when I was like 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of the games. There's it's like at that that's like the prime age of like playing Halo. It's just like ah, I'm oh, gonna yeah. spend <laughs> the next years of my life playing this, and until something <laughs> new and shiny comes along. Um, in Keanu Reeves news, because uh, he's promoting stuff for the Matrix right now, but in an interview recently, he was asked if he's played Cyberpunk, and he still hasn't played it. What? Despite him starring in it, he has still yet to play Cyberpunk 2077. Come on, Keanu. Everyone loves you. I mean, I'm sure, but uh, he might not have a computer that loves him, possibly. <laughs> or he he just does, uh, he's a he is a busy man. Let's be real. He's been working on project after project. Man's been busy, so I can't blame him for not playing it yet. Oh, this is true. Uh, in Assassin's Creed news. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, they revealed their new DLC cinematic trailer for Dawn of Ragnarok, which comes out March 10th, 2022. Ivor's son's been kidnapped, and we fight ice and fire demons. Or wow, whatever the Nordic version of those are. It's so, been so long since I played Assassin's Creed. Dude, same. The last one I played was probably Black Flag. Probably the same, or like Rogue for me, the, when, when you're an Irishman. Oh uh, yeah, I I, I did not I I haven't uh, I didn't get to play Rogue, uh, which I pro which I missed out on because that was like the last one before the series kind of j- dropped. The, the series went downhill with Unity and Syndicate, and then tried to and then rebranded itself with uh, Origins. Yeah, I haven't played that one or yeah Unity or anything since then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've been. I debated. I've, I, I'm gonna say this. I've debated getting the entire trilogy because you know, end of year sale. The games are on sale, and legit on PlayStation Four, you can get all but the first game. Like the first oh, okay. Assassin's Creed game is not available on like modern consoles, but all the other ones are thanks to like the Ezio collection, and then just the other ones being released. Like Assassin's Creed Three got the remaster. AC Four was available on PS4 to begin with. Um, or it got a definitive edition and that someone put it on there, but then Unity and everything else have been out on a PS4 or Xbox One ever since. So, legit, okay. you can play all but... And then you have the three Chronicle games. So, if I... Okay, so my math is correct. There's only like two Assassin's Creed titles that aren't the Game Boy ones, because those ones don't count. Or the PSP ones, because those don't count either. That you can, that you don't have access to, and the first one is obviously the first Assassin's Creed game, which I feel like we might see a remake of, or like a proper like HD remaster because of how shot and janky that game was, because it was the first of its kind, and the first one in the series, because you couldn't even swim in that game. No, that's true. Uh, so, but the other one was an exclusive to the Xbox Live Arcade. And I can't remember what it was called, but it's the one where you play... It was, like, th- their first female lead for the Assassin's Creed game, and it took place in New Orleans. And I do not okay, remember what yeah. it was called. 
for the I life forget, of me. I forget that one too, but it sounds so familiar. Uh, but those are like every other Assassin's Creed game you can play on modern console or PC at this point. Uh, and I debated getting them all at a, <laughs> at a time, or at least all but like um, Valhalla, because, you know, full price still. <laughs> um, in Speaking of consoles, PS5, they got five new cover plate colors. Midnight Black, Cosmic, Cosmic Red, Nova Pink, Starlight Blue, and Galactic Purple, um, as well as uh, you now have access to all five of those colors in controllers as well. Uh, so now okay. your PS5 can look something other than just pure white, which is kind of nice. In some modding news for Skyrim, UFC star Robert Whitaker is now a fully voiced companion in Skyrim. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, according to the mod, you, uh, to get him, you can find him in Whiterun. He'll be teaching the children how to fight and that and uh, I think you gotta fight him like sort of like uh, the one companion that you can get in like the tavern there where you punch her a lot and then she's like you are strong I'll come with you I think it's similar to that of how you recruit him but yeah he's just there uh, in the game now wow yeah <laughs> that's crazy very crazy um, in some remake news, System Shock's remake is now going to be arriving sometime in 2022, unless it gets delayed. And 15 new screenshots for that remake have been revealed, uh, making System Shock fans really excited. Microsoft is selling a special $25 Red Ring of Death poster to commemorate its biggest console failure. <laughs> no way. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> I went through three Xboxes. Ooh, I was lucky. I only had to. I only had the one. And it didn't red ring on me ever, thankfully. Oh wow! Now, granted, it wasn't like one of those like OG Xbox 360s. It was like the Slim or whatever it was. So it had a, a lower chance of it, but I'm sure like nowadays it might have uh, fucking red ringed by now. Who knows though? <laughs> um, in Persona news. Persona has pre-orders ready for a new vinyl collection, the 25th anniversary box set, eight and a half hours of music across the entire series in vinyl, which honestly, like the Persona 5 soundtrack in vinyl just makes sense. So just for that alone, I would be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's, if I had a vinyl track player, that would be great. In Pokemon news, Legends Arceus got another new update trailer showing off more specifically some new characters. Uh, the first, uh, two clan, the two clan leaders of Clan Diamond and Clan Pearl, Adamant and Irida, which are play on words of Adam, uh, Adamant and um, Iridient or Iridescent okay. or whatever. So, uh, haha, funny play on words there, Nintendo. Haha. Uh, we also got to meet the Jinko Guild Merchants, uh, Jinter, or Ginter, who's the leader of the guild, and Volo, who's one of the merchants. And also, we got another update on it that I forgot to write down, but uh, new, if you have a save file of Brilliant Diamond or, or Shining Pearl, you get uh, some new bonuses in that game. A quest to catch Darkrai in Legends Arceus, Ooh. and also a Team Galactic uh, outfit. So you get okay. both of those now as well, just by having the save file. Epic Game Store 
Uh, so earlier, I think it was last week, actually, they finally introduced, hey, guys, we now have a shopping cart. A feature that, surprisingly, they didn't have on their store, which I'm a little surprised that they did not have that. Because it's been, uh, now, while it's only been around for like three years, I'm still surprised they didn't have that off the get-go. So you had to buy things one at a time? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I, I never used them at game store, and I'm like, and I still don't plan on using it, but I'm just like, well, I didn't expect that to be a thing or an issue, <laughs> but it apparently it was. But they now have it, but they've also, uh, it's, they've kind of caused a commotion where they had like a, hey, if you buy something for for fourteen ninety nine, you get like 10 bucks off or whatever. Well, it turns out that can stack. And people are buying three games that cost fourteen ninety nine. It's basically a buy two get one free uh, situation okay. going on. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I think they're in the works of fixing that. But people are getting uh, some really good game deals. If you want to try to abuse the system as well, if it hasn't been fixed yet, which I doubt because you'll be listening to this on the mo- you're listening to this on the Monday, of course. But hey, if they have fixed it, if they haven't fixed it, go ham, folks. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, in the world of video game news, a new Battle Royale came out that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Babel Royale. It is a, a it's Scrabble, but what if it was a Battle Royale? What? You, so basically, <laughs> you drop in, you play as a letter, you place yourself somewhere on the board, and you move by spelling words. And your goal is to stay in the zone. And if you link up with somebody and make a better word, you kill them. And, and it's <laughs> okay. up to 16 players in an arena. Looks very weird, but it is free to play. Oh, uh, and it's okay. on Steam, to my knowledge. So, yeah, Babel Royale. Check that, that out if you like. If, if, if you have somebody that loves Scrabble and thinking on the fly, this might be for them. Uh, and that's it for the world of video game news and the world of TCG news for Pokemon Brilliant Stars, that comes out February 25th with the new V-Star cards. Uh, still don't know much about those. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! and the TCG, Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 comes out January 28th. Battle of Chaos comes out February 11th, and we'll be seeing some Battle of Chaos stuff, uh, promo card-wise or just promotion stuff, very soon. The Structured Deck Albash Strike comes out March 11th and goes from the past on April 22nd. And Imagine the Gathering, the Riot Arcane collaboration set, is still up for pre-order and stuff, unless they've run out, but I don't think they have yet. That's available until December 23rd on the Secret Lair site, so you can get those, and that's the only place you can get them, the both the Secret Lair Arcane set and the Lands set for it as well. And in board game news, hey, we actually have some board game news this week. As Modi Group, which is one of the largest publishers and distributors of board games in the world, they are once again up for sale, with a reported price tag of 3.1 billion US dollars. Okay. Um, so this time the buyer uh, is Embracer Group, which is already heavily invested in video games. And this amount, the announcement was made Wednesday. To my knowledge as well, this is the group that also owns companies that made Saints Row and a couple other things. Oh. Board games. Hey, that'll be cool if we could get, like, it, it means possibly down the line, once the purchase goes through, more video game IP board games, which is always nice to see. Yeah, actually, I have a lot of fun playing certain board games. Yeah. And that is the week interview. Any other thoughts you want to add on those, Liam? Oh, just that uh, Yu Gi Oh! 
Ooh. brings back childhood memories. Ah, yes. I haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh like since I was a kid for sure. And I remember like giving my deck away to my cousin, but on my 10th <laughs> birthday, I think I asked for like a dual disc. Oh. Like the classic one, and I remember bringing that, that shit to school. Let's go! You, you actually got, the fact you actually got one, very, very pog. <laughs> one of the old school, like, plastic ones. I don't I don't have it anymore, unfortunately, but, ugh. It I, was so I, fun. They re actually re-released um, a couple weeks ago. They uh, put out a special... It was, like, very limited, uh, but they put out uh, dual discs based off of, like, the OG series from, like, Battle City and stuff like that. Uh, they re-released a couple... Um, oh, nice! They sold out instantly because everybody wants. It. <laughs> but I mean, let's let's be real. If you're a Yu- avid Yu-Gi-Oh fan, you want that fucking shit because th- that stuff is so hard to find. Oh yeah, uh, and it's just like the greatest thing ever is the dual disc. Uh, but that's uh, really all that happened this past week in the world of gaming. Looking ahead to what's coming out, not a lot, but here are the two games that should be on your radar from December 20th to 26th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Monday, we don't got anything coming out. Tuesday, Lacuna comes to the PS4 and Xbox One. No games on Wednesday. And Thursday, Scarf comes to the PC and Stadia. And that's everything. That's it. That's all that's coming out. Two games. We haven't had a week this dead since E3 of this year. Or, of course, winter last year. Because next week is Christmas week, so not there's, like, nothing coming out, obviously. Oh, wow. So, but yeah, that's, that, that is legit everything that should be on your radar. Um, and with that, we're not going dilly dally, to dilly-dally any further. It's time for us to jump into our main focus uh, this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And to start us off, uh, Liam, why don't you intro our first topic? So Chow Percent in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Um, It is a category extension I think originally devised as a practice category for 180 because uh, nine emblems are locked behind the Chow Garden. So if you're doing a 180 on the battle version, then you're going to have to do the Chow Garden. And even on the original version, you're going to have to do Chow Garden as well. Um, so you basically, the, the idea is as fast as you can get the Chow emblems, but it's divided into a couple segments. So there's New Game Evolution, and there's New Game Evolution Plus which separates the chow raising from the races in karate. And then there's new game plus evolution and evolution plus. So the difference being one, you start from a fresh save file when you start with uh, all but the nine remaining emblems or 180 if you're just doing the evolution segment. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my brain I'm like evolution. Oh, just evolving a chow into a hero in a dark chow. Essentially, yes. So you have to evolve one hero, one dark chow, and raise a third neutral chow to maximum stats level ninety nine. Aside from stamina, oh, stamina damn. you can just keep. Yeah, you can just keep stamina blank. They don't need any stamina uh, as long as you set the stats right for the chow entering the garden with Sonic. Uh, then a certain one of the two chow that you start with in the garden is going to have the right kind of stats that you want for them to be able to survive throughout the races in karate. Ah, uh, okay. 
So what got you into doing Chow Percent runs? Well, I only started speedrunning Sonic Adventure 2 this year. Uh, I started off just like streaming in January for the first time. And then I quickly realized when I'm going to raid people, like what kind of content do I want to watch? And so I think I first found a Broken Prophet uh, uh, streaming and speedrunning, right? And I learned that he was the holder of all the Chow percent world record you know so i was like okay wait hold on so i got really excited because chow uh was a big part of my childhood i remember going to friend's house and playing sonic adventure 2 and having so much fun in the chow garden raising different chow just grinding out the stats and making like a sonic chow or shadow chow and you know learning about all that kind of stuff and uh when i learned that it was an actual category and you know a few people run it anyways and uh, a few people have like you know really dedicated knowledge like profit he's got an immense library of knowledge in his head for the category and uh was happy to like share it with me and like you know tell me like you know what the strats are and all that stuff and uh around the same time i was also watching papa bear do speed runs and uh, we became close friends but uh the, the the closer friends that i made in the community haven't necessarily uh been interested in speed running chat percent yet but i uh i just wanted to see and give it a try and have fun with it and i did and i do and uh I think many runners uh, consider it to be kind of like the a more annoying part or like, I guess, time consuming, maybe boring. Um, I, I think some people have a lot of fun with it for sure, but it's like a divisive thing where people, no, nobody really wants to just run Chow. Yeah. <laughs> from, from our multiple conversations we've had with Trader, it, it, Chow is like one of the most maddening parts about 180. And I can assume just Chow on its own can be maddening at times. Oh, it can be for sure, because there's a lot that's outside of your control. But recently, Ch uh, Trader actually did some science and uh, learned that their hunger is apparently checked every 16 seconds. And so that will determine the cycles about when they're going to throw the fruit over their shoulder. And if they're eating, but they're looking up when that check happens, like while they're like in the eating kind of animation, but not quite eating, you know what I mean? Then the check will like render their hunger still at zero and they'll keep eating. So they'll skip a cycle of like throwing their fruit over the shoulder. Oh. And it helps to like, to, it helps to, to understand hunger better. So like if like a child is eating a bite of a fruit and then you know that they're looking up, you might have time to go run to the tree and then shake fruit off the tree. Like that's, that's basically it. It's like small little optimizations that save a little bit of time overall. Okay. That's actually very interesting like especially like especially the science behind it because chow is definitely a lot of it is huge rng uh mm -hmm. well it's mostly rng <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. to a degree um so from when you started doing chow percent runs to when you got world record what was uh how long was that time frame uh i think i got the first world record just a few days before my birthday uh which is, which is the end of may so it was probably like late like 27th of may or something like that um and I was watching, I was doing an offline run and I was watching profit stream while I was doing the offline run. I just didn't just a low effort, minimal effort kind of thing. I didn't think I was yeah. going to have a good pace, but I ended up having a really good one and just kind of like, was like, holy crap, I actually you got world record for the evolution segment. Now I got to do evolution plus because uh, when you're trying to grind to that level, you don't want to just keep running the races in karate because it's like two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, unless you know you have a good pace and you want to try to compete for you know better times and stuff. So I think I started speedrunning Chow in February and I got world record in May. Wow. 
And then to to clean sweep the the categories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wh- wh- how, where did the how, how where did that take you month wise? When did you f- have the full sweep so, of those? I think it was only like a couple months ago. Uh, let me just check the leaderboard for, <laughs> for confirmation <laughs> on that. <laughs> my uh, my memory is hard to doesn't serve me well sometimes. In that uh, anyway. So let's see. Let's see. Chat percent. Okay. Uh, new game. It was three months ago. It was on like, okay, beginning of September. So one time I think I was in like profit stream or Savic stream. And I was saying that I was going to go for like, you know, some chow attempts and stuff. Right. And then Savic just said, come back when you bop profit for real. And I said, all right, bet. And then that night I went and I got world record. In the new game. <laughs> so, Let's go. <laughs> thanks, dude. Yeah, no, that was, <laughs> it was I knew I had like a lot of optimizations to make a new game because you have to start uh, the optimal route is start hero. You have to do uh, city escape. Then you got to do obviously Bigfoot wild Canyon M one. You quit out of the tails, like the Eggman one boss fight and then do wild Canyon M two M three and M four. Now I'm, I'm skip, skip a couple things here uh, for city escape. You have to finish with 300 rings, collect the chow key and, um, break the other two boxes and whatnot Uh, you just get one animal from that stage you break yeah you break the second box you don't collect the animals from that box oh and then you go yeah the third box to get the special unicorn i think it is yeah the unicorn and then um for wild canyon m2 you route it so that you collect 100 rings quickly but you leave like 98 so you're at 98 99 and then you clip into the room where mystic melody is so you can grab the dragon and then collect the last ring or two. And then for M3, you clip out for the for the chow. And then M4, if you want to use Knuckles, you can collect the chow box during that one too. And then you'll have enough emblems and enough rings to buy a third egg in the shop. And that's what that routing is all about. Oh, okay. Oh, also, you collect a couple condors in, wild, in one of the Caw! wild games. That's usually M2. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Door. Um, where do, where do you see or where do you find uh, where runs die the most in these categories? I think across the board, it's typically like messing up an animal glitch. You give the animal away to the chow, and then that animal is unusable. And if you're a new game, you have a very limited amount of animals. If you're a new game plus or 180. You have the opportunity to like go out of your way and get more animals if you want, but in 180, that time is counted. In New Game Plus, it isn't. So, you know, you could have an excess storage of animals so that you don't don't have to worry about it. But a lot of times, uh, you know, you give the animal away, and right away, you know, you have to go back into the stage eventually and collect that animal again. So that's significant time loss. Um, for other people later on, like when they're optimizing like times like me i think it's less that and i'd say it's it can be more so like uh just uh poor movement suboptimal movement uh you know rng messing with you the animals keep like throwing the fruit over their head you know lining everything up gets a little messy and all that stuff so sometimes uh it's just about the optimizations of movement and all that and rng being in your favor and speaking of optimizations that brings up my next question with within all of your world records, is there stuff to improve that can be improved upon to make the times faster? Yes. Okay. Right away, um, the evolution plus, uh, both of them 
have a lot of time for uh, New Game and New Game Plus for me because the New Game Plus Evolution Plus is still from six months ago. And that was when I was playing with the PS4 controller that was connected with the micro USB. And every time it, I like moved the controller just a little bit, it would bring up the disconnect screen. You know, like controller has disconnected. Do you want to reboot the game? And so you have to mash out of that menu, not just once, but twice. That menu pops up twice every time for some reason. Yeah, I know that feeling. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but you can just mash B. I think during the run, I kept menuing down to no, which is even riskier because if you mess up that menuing and you hit A, then you reboot the game and you invalidate the run, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I'm not sure if it invalidates it. It might, but yeah, you don't want to take that risk during a run anyways, right? Especially when you're in the middle of Chow stuff and maybe nothing's saved, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, especially, just, but, yeah. yes. Because doesn't, like, it, it saves when you leave a Chow Garden or get out of a race i think maybe i think uh when you collect an emblem maybe oh yeah the emblem would make sense yeah but yeah uh so that's definitely where the improvements can be made in new game plus in the evolution stuff i do think uh there is still room for improvement for sure um there are a few different things that can be done some are with within like rta you know rta viable some aren't so much like if you're thinking task level stuff then um, there'd be a lot of like crazy resets for like optimal stats and like uh, resetting for like every time the stat roll f- for the level up. It usually is a range uh, within like four points. So like S rank would be 26, I think, or 27 to 30. Pretty, pretty, pretty sure it's 26 to 30. So you'd be resetting every time for the the extra stat bonus so that, you know, for graces and karate, you're just that much faster. And that yeah. Much Bas- faster, the, guess, the IVs, if you, of the chow, if you may. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The IVs of the chow. When you said, when you said task run for the chow, like essentially my mind, it didn't think of like, just like the, just really quick resets for all and like scanning for that. My mind just went to going into the chow race and seeing this chow, Zoom somehow <laughs> to the very end of the stage, or just running on the walls like it glitches. It's just, like doing a dance on like the podium itself, and then it's like right before the other chows cross the finish line, it just zones <laughs> lines in, which I think would be funny to see. By the way, that would be hilarious if somebody could code that. Actually, if you mess around with uh, Fusion's Chow editor, you can set the stats to whatever you want it to be. Oh my god. And, uh, so yeah, like at certain stat levels, it actually breaks the races. So I think it's above like 10,000 power. Uh, they'll get stuck shaking the tree and they can't like shake the fruit down. Uh, <laughs> if they're above a certain speed threshold, then there's a lot of spots where they'll just kind of clip out of bounds and they might get put back to the beginning of the map, and if there's a tree involved in that one, too, it'll crash the game. Yes, uh, I think it was Trader was talking about that on one of the times about that. that. It's just like, oh. Apparently, I think it happened to Hex speedruns once during a run. No, I think it it was Hex, because we had Hex. I'm like, that story sounds familiar. I can't remember who... It was Hex. It was Hex who said that. The yeah, first that's time I saw it, I was like, funny. no way. It, yeah, it's funny that oh, it yeah. exists. Like, the fact that that can even happen is hilarious in its own thing as well. But uh, I was, that, I just, that, that would just be so funny to see, like, like, especially, like, if you have, like, special chow, like, you got your chow to look like Sonic or Tails or Knuckles, and you, if it was, like, a Tails chow, you just max out its fly. It's just, wee. <laughs> oh, he's not coming down, is he? <laughs> yeah. 
if you if you break their fly, they can actually just loop around with the goal because they'll get to the very end and they'll still be flying. They're still and flying. Then they'll just try to keep yeah, they just keep doing circles because they're still flying. And then all the other chow will finish and they'll still be doing circles around the goal. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. I want somebody to do a showcase, make a showcase of that at a GDQ one year. That would be a, a hilarious showcase to see. It's just like, hey, we have a Chow editor here, and uh, we just want to show you this. And it's just Chow zooming, flying, const- in a constant state of tree shaking. And Oh, what about <laughs> Swim? Does Swim do anything special when it's maxed out? I don't know if they can break swim. Uh, I'll have to double check into that because typically you'll just like shoot across like a jet engine, you know, like one of those <laughs> it's jet a, boats. Just... It's a fucking child motor boat. <laughs> most most times, I think like if you max out the fly, then you won't see swimming nearly as much because like even the tiny jumps will kind of like get really far into the pool. You know, before you even end up, uh... it's like you have zero on everything. So he like he dives into the pool very shittily, and then swim has max. It's just <laughs> that would be the funniest thing. Is it's like oh he's going so slow, and the second he hits the water, oh god, that oh, god, would be hilarious. Be hilarious. <laughs> so oh, funny enough, if you uh, if you have zero and everything, but like maximum run, like breaked out like sixty thousand run or whatever, yeah. And you do trout karate, you can even beat Flash. Really? Like, yeah, the hardest one on Super, because uh, you just keep running up and just punching them, doing the little baby tap, like, eh, and they eh, keep getting knocked eh, back. Eh. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think in. of uh, karate, because karate's the other part, but karate goes by so quick within the speedruns just because it's only three of the nine emblems that are needed. It's four, actually. Four. Oh, yeah, yeah four. Yeah. Uh, but it goes by a lot quicker. Uh, than races because there's just so many more races than there is karate. Oh yeah, uh, so so many races. <laughs> I, that would be another. I mean, but we mostly see what a high power does to most chows that you go up against because, especially in beginner, like if you have a high enough power, you just one tap all the opponents. And even with like the later categories as well, if your power is high enough, you still one two tap your opponents pretty well. So it's with that one. I just want to see people fuck with that enough. So like, I don't know. Ha- have the Chow do the fucking Fortnite dance. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That's all I'm gonna say yeah. to that. Um, do you look at ch- growing Chow a lot differently now that you speed? Now that you've done a lot of speed running with it, uh, speed running them. Uh, a, a little bit. Like I know that if I wanted to like max out certain stats. Uh, I could just do it quicker with animal glitching. Whereas, like, as a kid, casually, I'd always just load into Iron Gate and then be like, ooh, green chaos drives. I want to make a Sonic Chow. You know, like, uh, I, I would do it like that. And you could still glitch with the animal drive, too. It's just not as easy because the thing, like, floats away all very gingerly and it, like, kind of lands in another spot. And uh, so it's a little trickier to do it, uh, like, the infinite glitch with it. But, yeah, no, I definitely... Uh, haven't done as much casual Chow gaming since I got into speedrunning Chow. Like, I downloaded Chow World Extended once because people were like, "Oh, you really got to try this out." And I, I actually like messed around with it a little bit, and it seemed like a lot of fun. But then I was like, "I can't have this on if I'm doing Chow speedruns. I gotta, you know, I gotta make sure I actually turn it off so I can get." What is Ch- What run. is Chow World Extended? If I may ask, I've actually never heard of this. Oh, it's a it's a mod that like introduces a lot of different like. Uh, overhauls and mechanics and things like that to the Chow Garden and oh, uh, shit. even cool. like make some of the 
the chow races even harder and stuff. Oh, and uh, no, not that. Yeah, <laughs> anything but that. God, uh. it's it's a lot. It's like it's so hard to like uh, talk about it, especially because I haven't like d- done it enough. But uh, I was helping someone set it up one day, and I was looking through some of the stuff, and it's like, man, there's a lot you can do in here, like a lot, lot of stuff. And uh, for those, it's funny that one one of them is even like. I, I almost hate even talking about it. It's like you could like let the chow drown, and it's like, why? Who would do that? What? Oh, that's that's uh, I don't like I don't like that. That's more that's morbid. That's a little yeah, morbid, no, man. I don't morbid. like that. Yeah, I really don't like yeah. that. Ugh. Yeah, no, I don't like that either. So that's that's it's funny. It's not one of the main mechanics of it though. It's like one of the many, many, many mechanics of it, and it's just like I don't know why you'd include it all here, but sure, like. I think it's like for people who want to like hardcore raise them, you know, like so many people saw the chair drowning, like, you know, like it looks like they're drowning, right? Everyone, you know, you enter a chow stream and people are speedrunning chow and like your chow's drowning. It's like, no, no, no. They're actually happy, (laughs) but they can't swim. It actually raises their happiness though. According to actually. Yeah. Even though they they can't swim, it still raises their happiness at being in the water. That's okay. That's really fucked. (laughs) I, I, I thought, because I've seen, when I've watched Trainer do his 180s, and I've seen him like, oh, no, they're happy. I always thought, oh, yeah, you, you know, because it's just, haha, crying chow, haha, funny joke. I didn't realize that it actually raises their happiness. What? <laughs> I'm, that, that kind of blew my mind a bit, not going to lie. Well, time yeah, to go no, through all my chow in the ocean. Yeet! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, play in the water, play in the water. Don't worry, you'll eventually get 100 swim, and then you'll be able to move more comfortably in it. But for now, just keep, just keep swallowing water. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Do, do the swim. Do a, do a doggy stroke. Would you ever add other chow categories into the speedrun extension? And what oh, would they be? And what would they be? <laughs> so there's like uh one that's unofficial that was kind of spearheaded by or it, it, the leaderboard was maintained by the useless gamer i'm not sure who did the first one it might have been drywall but it's called sex percent and <laughs> what it is is uh it's just literally just evolve to chow mate them get the egg and you it's done once the egg is spawned it's done the, the run is done that's sex percent I mean, it's fitting. And, uh, I, I, I know that like a bunch of other games have that as a meme category is sex percent. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, fitting. It's it's fitting. It fits in with like you know speed run, speed runs. No, absolutely. Yeah, I have the world record in that too. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, okay, that is actually yeah. one thing I do actually. Cause like that's like of like all my casual chow playthroughs, I never was able to get them to mate and like and breed. How does how what is that process look like actually? So basically, what happens is when you feed them a heart fruit, uh, it raises their like I don't know like mating stat to like positive or whatever. But they have to be an adult, like they have to have had their first evolution before they can like actually mate with other chow. So. When they're in the mating state, they sit down on the ground with a heart above their head and flowers will just sprout around them. And then that's when you take another chow that is also an adult and you place it down in front of it, hoping that the RNG gods will trigger the chow to be like, yeah, I'm going to mate with that chow. Because like half the time it'll just kind of be like, hmm, and then wander off. Or it'll just be like, 
hmm, go to sleep. Or it'll, or, or it'll cry until so you just keep picking up the child, putting it down in front of it over and over again until eventually it, it, just, it just goes, hmm, and then has an exclamation point, walks over to the child, they like rub noses, and then they jump apart, and then boom, and... And, th- and that's it. That's how chow breed. Yeah, rub noses and then boom, egg. Amazing, uh, amazing how these cr- the science behind these creatures, man. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> um, any other categories that you would have wanted to see added or? <laughs> Out of frustration, last night uh, I was doing some uh, attempts. I think it was last night or the other night. I forget, but. Um... What happened was I was doing, uh, first I was trying to go for like normal chow percent. Then I didn't have enough time and I messed up some routing or something. And then I tried doing sex percent. Didn't have luck on that. And so I decided to think of the shortest category I could possibly think of, which is chow deletion percent. So this is another meme category. Basically, fresh chow file, you run in, you break the egg, and you put it in the forest to release it to the forest. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's just another meme category though. it's nice. like just to blow off steam it's 25 seconds long and then you know people who love chow like myself will think you're a monster <laughs> <laughs> um one category and i thought i thought a bit about this i would I, I think it'd be funny to see just because of like how mad it might drive people would be chaos chow percent where you have to oh, specifically yes. go for a chaos chow i believe profit's done this and the chaos chow would take like fifty hours or something like that, almost. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Hold. Up. I think so. Okay. Yeah, so then, like that. Now, then again, I don't know what it takes to make a chaos chow. So walk me through how how does fifty out how does one attain a chaos chow? Okay, so I might be confusing this with a mo- or like merging this with another like category in that vein, like all S rank chow. But um, basically, what you got to do to get a Chaos Chow is they have to have gone through uh, reincarnation twice. So they have to have gone through the first evolution, then the second evolution, where they reincarnate as an egg. And then having done that again, that whole process, on their third life, you give them one of each animal. And then when they evolve after that, I do believe that's going to make them a Chaos Chow. Oh my god. So they have to go through their life cycles and uh, they have to be happy enough to be reincarnated. Otherwise, they'll go into the gray egg, the gray cocoon on their second evolution and they'll just disappear. Huh. Yeah. So it takes a long time for the child to like get to their second evolution. And you can speed up the first evolution process by like force feeding them fruit like we do in child percent. But the second evolution, it will effectively make that one longer. Oh, and so what? Yeah, tri- so what triggers that second evolution then? Age. A. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So like their time spent in the garden, like their maturity level or whatever. Ah. Uh, it might be their magnitude. Hence why it takes so. Longer. Hence why it, it's fifty hours. So yeah, that's so, why. I, so yeah. what? How does how like what are these like increments of like real time to a chow's age? Uh, that's a good question. Um. From what I understand, I know that uh, a chow normally like evolves after one year for their first evolution, typically, which is supposed to be like 300 minutes, I think, or something like that. Or is it 200 minutes? No, I forget. It, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's like a, it's a certain hundred of minutes. <laughs> essentially, it's it's uh, I think 
Yeah, I think it's just about 300 minutes because every bite of fruit takes off a minute and you usually have them around like level 13. So it's like 130 bites. So maybe it's actually 200 minutes then. All right, kid, you're going to be eating this fruit. I don't got time to waste here. Eat this fucking fruit. Yeah, <laughs> that's what sex percent and chow percent are all about. Just force feeding them fruit nonstop. My God. My, my <laughs> God. Uh, last question I do got for you here. Uh, what are some of your best, like, just accomplishments casually with chow? Casually? I remember one time as a kid, I made an all S rank chow. It took a really long time, but I remember I did that. Um, I also just always enjoyed making a Sonic or Shadow Chow, so those were always felt like fun little accomplishments. What goes into what goes into the character Chows? Actually, I should ask that as well. Um, the Sonic and Shadow Chow are just kind of uh, an aesthetic, but basically, if you have a run type Chow that turns into a run type adult later on, what if it's hero? Actually, sorry, if it's neutral, it's Sonic, and then if it's dark, it's Shadow. Yeah, that just for Shadow and Sonic, that one's really simple. For Tails, Amy, and Knuckles, those are all like exclusive ones. Tails was like uh, you could you could actually get Tails through Fantasy Star Online and the GameCube with the Chani Chow Garden on the Game Boy Advance as well too. Okay, so that that was like a a way you could do it. But with Amy and Knuckles, they were like Japanese exclusive. Oh. And then Rouge never got one, and of course Eggman never got one either. Although I think an Eggman Chow would be hilarious in 2021. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Chow World Extended had a version of that because they have like you can have you can have an Amo Chow in uh, oh, Chow World yeah, Extended. Oh yeah, I just imagine just this balding Chow with a fucking giant mustache. <laughs> Those idiots will never find my hidden base inside this pyramid. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog is a bitch ass. <laughs> he pissed on my wife. <laughs> I could probably recite that from memory. Oh, <laughs> I honestly, love that, that line so much. Hatsune Miku, is that you? You're to <laughs> end my fucking suffering. <laughs> uh, I, I, he said his dick was this big I said that's disgusting <laughs> oh god is there anything else you want to add about chow percent or just chow in general or the chow speed runs um, I was thinking of trying to get into Sadex chow I still have to get into Sadex first because then that'd be the full sweep yeah I forgot, um, I forgot Sadex has chow it's what introduced chow yeah, it uh, there's like two speed runs uh, for Sadex Chow in their category extensions board. Oh, okay. so yeah. uh, oh, from compared to time, is it roughly the same time? Looking between SA two and Sadex Chow, or is it is there a difference? It's a little it's a little shorter. Um, there's only races. There aren't as many, from what I understand, and the Chow don't evolve, uh, so, so you don't have to like try okay. to unlock. So it's really just uh, feeding them the 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 animals. And yes, and I believe it's seal and otter is what uh, Prophet was telling me. So, the only other thing too that goes into that, from what I hear, is uh, the stats for the Chow are just rolled randomly every time. Oh, okay. So, uh, for that specific category, you're allowed to have Fusion's Chow editor open just so you can see the stats, but you're not allowed to like change anything. And gotcha. it's recommended apparently that you have like a window capture on it so that you, you know can show that there's no funny business, and then you close. Fusion's Chow Editor. Once you see the stats that you 
desire, essentially. Gotcha. Okay. That's not too bad, at least. It's at least a lot nicer to know what you're getting, at least. Yeah, because there's no way to verify in SADX what the stats are, but they do have the IVs. Oh, goody. Uh, oh, that's actually a qu- Do you know if, like, the three special eggs um, have, like, specific ones, or are those randomized as well? Ooh, that's a really good question. I remember the special eggs. I don't, I don't uh, know enough about that, unfortunately. Maybe Prophet knows, because he knows infinitely more about chow <laughs> i mean that's why he is he is the prophet he is the prophet of chow this is true he is a broken prophet he is the chow king actually no he's the chow goat i think i taken the chow king title I yeah dethroned him after all, so. he was he was just the regular prophet at one point but then chow broke him and hence why he is a broken prophet <laughs> <laughs> he was formerly the prophet of dunsparce <laughs> exactly exactly um, well, with that, I wish you luck on your Sadex Chow journey when that does begin. Uh, thank you, thank you. Because uh, that definitely sounds interesting, and it makes me want it, it. All it gives you like that different perspective of like this. What seems is just this like cute little mini game that they put into these games actually has like a lot of these intricacies and science behind certain things, and lo- seeing like the dark and gritty side of it is really cool. Dark and gritty no, side being the speed running side of it. <laughs> <laughs> Force feeding these chow, throwing them in the water. Yeah. Just minimal chow abuse. Minimal you know? chow abuse here. It's yeah, minim- it, minimal. It's it's a okay as as long as it's minimal. <laughs> it's 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 for the sake of speed running only. All right, casually, I try not to hurt the cute little guys. Uh, with that, then it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day. Uh, which I fittingly titled, I want pictures of Spider-Man! Because we're talking Spider-Man! Spider-Man! He's a menace <laughs> to society! Um, so what got you into Spider-Man? <laughs> what got you into Spider-Man? Uh, I was a fan since I was a kid. Uh, I think it was one of the like the earliest cartoons that I watched. I think the 90s one. My dad was uh, you know child of the 60s, so the 67 Spider-Man's cartoon as well. And uh, I think... It, whatever year the first Tobey Maguire one came out, I think it might've been 2000, 2000 or 2001, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, so all of that combined together made me a huge fan of Spider-Man when I was a kid. And, um, I think a lot, I think for Halloween one year, I tried to dress up as him as well too. Dad made like a costume for me. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, eventually too, as like the new movies came out, that was also really exciting and just kind of reinvigorated my, my love for the character. And, uh, and then eventually, when I moved to this city that I'm in now, um, I, I've uh, I actually did some work as like a entertainer at kids' birthday parties as Spider Man and other superhero like characters and stuff like that. So nice. Did you were you able to hang from the ceilings, or uh, depending on the structures of places? Like I have a gymnastics background, so oh, I'm able okay. to do like a lot of like handstand cartwheels, some flips here and there, and stuff like that. And as long as it's safe for like me and the you know the property and the children around me then yeah you know like i, I you know i end up doing some cool little tricks <laughs> nice that's actually really cool i had that's that's super dope actually um so throughout Thanks, <laughs> uh so throughout spidey's long video game history which ones have you played which ones stand out the best which ones are ones you choose to forget between like all the <laughs> games that you've probably played 
I've played a lot of them. I definitely can't say I've played all, um, but I remember playing a few different ones. I think first, before any other, like, Spider-Man game on, like, PS1 or anything, I think there was, like, something called Separation Anxiety on the Super Nintendo. And you played as, like, Venom and Spider-Man, and it was, like, a beat-em-up. Oh, yes. Uh, Side-scroller beat-em-up. I feel like... uh, no, I'm thinking of a. Di- I was thinking of let there, not let there be carnage. It was like you play a Spider-Man and Venom, but you fight Carnage. I know that there was that one, and it was like a side scroll. There was let there be carnage, and I think it was almost the same game. And, and maybe it was the, maybe I'm thinking of the same game. Maybe I'm just combining the, or confusing the names. But I remember it being called Separation Anxiety or something like that. Yeah, those the the, the old 2D Spider-Man games. I I have like no I like small recollections of a few of them just because just through videos I've seen mostly. But it's they all kind of follow like a similar premise of a Spider Man. We can't have him swing though because our technology is limited. Let's just have him walk the streets yeah. of New York. <laughs> or like the first one on PS One, you were on like rooftops the entire time, and if you fell down, like it was just like nothing, and then you know you'd just be swinging from nothing, like the empty sky, just swinging from nothing, and it's like this repeated repeated animation oh but yeah the, I think it was... the poor animation uh this is the sam raimi spider-man video game right that you're referring to or is this... I, I, i'm thinking of the ps1 game so it was like a one with the like a, the the narrator like the announcer and stuff oh okay the, i don't the, actually know this one guy. i i do not know that might have been, actually i think that might have been stan lee actually now that i think about it I mean, that, it, it would be fitting because i think stan lee has like always plays like a big part in like a lot of the marvel games but especially spider-man he oh, oh yeah like I think ever since the jump to 3D Spider-Man, there's always been a Stan Lee cameo in all of the games. Mm-hmm. I think I actually remember the game you're thinking of now, too, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man well, see, one. That's, that. Uh, that was actually my first introduction to the Spider-Man game series, is oh. on the bonus disc of the Sam Raimi, or like in the bonus features of the Sam Raimi movie, they had three bonus features that showed three gameplay, tra- three gameplay aspects like of the first three levels. Of the Spider-Man game. Okay. Um, the first one, I can't remember what level one was, but it was like you fighting the in the boxing ring or whatever, or something. The second level was the rooftops, and you swing rooftops to rooftop. There was a lady you could help, and then he was like, you had to find Spike and uh, his gang that was in a certain building, and then the third stage was infiltrating Spike's base and then fighting Spike himself. Because he killed your uncle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it showed, like, clips from, like, later parts of the game where you're, like, swinging around fighting Goblin, Vulture, and a couple other things. But I never... I remember that game. When I played that game, I never got... I got to the third level, and I couldn't get past the fourth level because as a tiny child, I didn't understand what it wanted me to do, which was to just do some aerial tricks. (laughs) And I did not understand what to do. Yeah, games do be like that, especially back in the day. Oh, yes. And then, of course, you have the, uh, probably the, the, up to a time, the most famous Spider-Man game, the Spider-Man 2 video game, which actually had probably one of the better uh, web-swinging mechanics back during that oh, time. Dude. And, of course, that, that... The, inf- the famous meme pizza time. okay (laughs) we all know the tune it's so famous it's um but i i actually got to play it a little bit 
Uh, I will say okay. it's it's very what's the word I'm looking for flowy with the web swinging. It's oh, yeah. very hard like very flowy. It's like you're like swinging on ice if you could imagine that. Um yeah. But that's also coming from the it was revolutionary at the time absolutely. Where were we? We were on Spider-Man 2 the video game. So we kind of yes. wrapping up that very flowy um physics with the swinging but it definitely like defined that era and you know they were able to do some good things with it going forward from there the next game i really paid attention partially paid attention to or like noah for spider-man were the shattered dimensions i think that i think is that that was what it's called when you play as like the four different spider-man where it was like you had spider-man spider-man noir i think was one of them um, twenty uh, Spider Man twenty twenty is it twenty twenty ninety nine or is it uh, something twenty I think it's twenty ninety nine or twenty one ninety nine yeah one of the two uh, but that one and then it was a fourth Spider Man that I cannot remember and it's like you play through those and it's like it was more of just like a three D beat em up less uh more linear less an open worldy. and then I know that the Amazing Spider Man game based on the Andrew Garfield movies was pretty decent from what I heard, at least with the web swinging side of things. Yeah, and I forget if I've played those ones, but I definitely remember it not being terrible from what I heard from other people, so... Uh, but then you get into what basically revived Spider-Man, uh, or what brought light to Spider-Man video games at their peak. Spider-Man for the PS4. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Such an amazing game. It is such a great game, so... Talk me through your thoughts. What what have you? What do you like about the game? What do you dislike, if anything? Uh, give me your thoughts. I loved basically every aspect of it. The web slinging, like the amazing like intro cutscene that just had you sling, seamlessly transition into gameplay. The level up system, you know, uh, being able to like explore the map with so many different methods of traversal, the tricks, the different costumes, and the suit powers that go with it. Like it just. It felt like a real game, like a, a really entertaining one. Definitely one worth the, all the hype that was given to it, you know. And um, it was just phenomenal. I, I just felt like it was something that I really felt like enjoying completing. And I've I've played through that game so many times now. I, do, I go to a buddy's place who had it on his PS4, and I just rinse through it. And then I do the ultimate one, and like you know, the new game plus and all that stuff, and then. Oh man, yeah, and then the DLC that came out afterwards too. Mm-hmm. The three-part DLC, uh, which dealt with a, basically like a second story to the game where you uh, work with Black Cat to stop uh, Hammerhead schemes, and you know things happened in it. I I don't know. I wasn't as as like it was nice to like just do more stuff within the game, but I definitely like the story. I think it wasn't the greatest story I've played with Spider-Man, but it was still good, but definitely definitely had like some issues. Yes, definitely. Uh, but then getting the nod to, uh, getting the nod to like, you know, other things going on, like miles getting his powers and stuff yes. like that, that, that was the real treat to the DLC. Yes. That was, the phone calls with miles were definitely like th- the best part about that DLC. And also just more J Jonah Jameson. Uh, oh yeah, you can't, you can't get enough. You could, you cannot get enough. It was, it's so funny, the Jay Jonah stuff. 
And then Miles Morales came out. And ah, uh, it was it was just good. You got the new electricity powers that he had, and it was just so good as well. The soundtrack. Oh yes, the soundtrack very played off of the Spider Verse of what they established, and just played off of that really well. It was it was just a lot of fun. They updated the tricking mechanic too, which was really cool, and they really gave Miles his own unique like style of combat. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. It really differentiated the two Spider Men. And it sets up everything nicely for Spider-Man 2, which comes out in 2023. Still kind of sad that we have to wait that long for it. But, you know, um, it makes sense. And we know that we're getting Venom in it, too. Ooh, this is news to me. You didn't see the E3 trailer for it? Oh, I must have missed it. Oh, Yeah, so at the very end... Now, throughout it, you just see Spider uh, Peter and Miles kicking some bad guy butt like usual. Um, and then they look down this alleyway, and the announcer, people are suspecting that the announcer is Craven, uh, the hunter. Okay. So, But uh, at the down the end of the alleyway, it's, it's just like he asks a certain question, and then Venom answers it, and you see Venom uh, briefly. And then it's like Spider-Man 2. Coming soon. Coming 2023. Oh. And I'm just like, oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I guess it well, wasn't, it wasn't E3, I guess. It was um, Summer Games Fest. It was when Sony did their show. Because they oh, okay. they're not at E3 anymore. But yeah, that's... uh, Yeah, they showed that off. And oh, boy. I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited for it. Now, the only downside is, from the sound of it, it's going to be a PS5 exclusive. Oh, well, I, I happen to be in luck then. Oh, you have one? Uh, at the apartment, yeah. Nice. It's not mine, but okay. I, I still have access to <laughs> You have it, access yeah. to a PlayStation 5. I mean, that's better than a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, by, I mean, by like two years' time, I hope, you know, they'll hopefully be like in supply. Hopefully. You you, you would th- you would hope so. Because um, I feel like it's... Right now, the big thing is just getting your hands on it, even though there may not be a lot of games that are for it. The PS5 is going to be getting like a lot of things soon. You have that. You have the Wolverine game coming out as well by Insomniac. A bunch of others. But uh, with those two Marvel games, those are going to be a huge selling point for the PS5 when they do drop. Eventually. <laughs> So this brings me up to my next question, just because on the topic of Spidey, Spider Maroni Man, uh, who, what, what's your favorite suit in the game? Because obviously he, has, he goes through so many suits, or if there is a favorite suit that you have that isn't in the game, what is it? And also just who's your favorite Spider-Man villain in general? All right, so yeah, the comic book suit I really loved. I played that one as that one quite a bit, but because uh, I have more of like a speedrunning mindset, or I was kind of pseudo-speedrunning the game without ever actually like trying to so i was like i was always doing uh the very first suit upgrade you get the uh the web one where you just kind of jump in the air and then web everyone around you yeah so that one i was, I was using quite a bit because it was just it would just wipe everyone out right right away in one go and it's <laughs> yeah. just like all right perfect <laughs> exactly it's really good i also i i did i, I completely forgot the fact that like certain power-ups were locked behind certain soups soups suits <laughs> i like soups i like good soup the spider-man soup it's good soup uh, <laughs> good soup. 
Um, I think honestly, one of my favorites, I, even though it's completely a meme one, is the just uh, Spider-Man and nothing but his undies. That's a hilarious. One. <laughs> I love that one too. That's a, especially like when you unlock it because you're coming off of the uh, what does it do? Uh, the crocodile doctor, I think, or what was it the? Yeah, no, Scorpion, right? It was Scorpion coming off of his like acid trip. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah that's when you, yeah, that's one part where you can. It's that's funny. Uh, but me personally, mm, yeah. one of my favorite suits is um, the secret suit that you get by uh, taking the fifty landmark photographs that like aren't on the like the secret photographs, oh, and you unlock right. the the college uniform or his college attire, right. which is like that's actually honestly one of my favorite ones because I'm like, damn, he looks sleek as fuck <laughs> he's got his outfit and he's got that drip he's got that drip that cuckoo drip <laughs> um what about villain uh and, and this, again like while the game is like limited to just the sinister six so obviously not just limiting them like just favorite spider-man villain or villains that you have mm-hmm. no i um that's a really good question i feel like in some of the more recent ones I feel like they, they did the characters really well, like Mysterio. Uh, I was really surprised with how well like Jake Gyllenhaal pulled that off. And um, like some of the earlier ones as a kid, I guess like with Sam Raimi, what we had, got, uh, you know, Green Goblin in the first one. We had Sandman in the second one. No, you had Doc Ock in uh, the second one. Oh right, sorry. Uh, I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the Amazing Spider-Man now for some reason. Uh, yeah, you're right. Was Doc Sandman, Ock in, was the Sandman in the second Amazing Spider-Man? Uh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. I, I knew Electro was. Wrong. I, no, no, I Elect- Electro, Electro was maybe. And Rhino for briefly, and so maybe it was. Um, maybe it was the Raimi films. Maybe it was part of the third one. Yeah, I know because Sandman played a part in the third Sam Raimi film along with Venom. Oh, okay, that's what it was then. Never mind. I'm getting ahead of myself then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I really enjoyed a lot of them. Um, obviously, Bully Parker is a fun meme. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, but um, no, I think I really liked a lot of them. Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin was an amazing casting choice, I think. And uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of really good villains in there. I think in the video game, uh, or in the video games, yeah, like you said, Sinister Six. Um, but the way the PS4 Spidey did it, like, did a really good job of like you know fighting like everyone in the Sinister Six and. You know, the story was great and everything. I really so. liked uh, Mr. Negative because that was, like, also my first introduction to him because I knew the other rogue gallery villains that he brought along just because um, I, like, I, I think Spider-Man has, like, one of the coolest collections of villains compared to any other Marvel hero, really. Because when you think about it, like, when you think of, like, well, Marvel villains, nine times out of ten, you're naming a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's really true. Because they all they all bleed over at some point, right? Yeah, like and well, some and, and like, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. Um, so, for to me, the big one that I like the most is definitely, um, just Mister Negative. Really did like a cool job at like showing me something that I had not seen before with Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, that was my first introduction to him too, as far as I know, because. I didn't read the comics as much as a kid because, you know, you had to buy them. Yes. <laughs> so. uh, now, moving yeah. away from the video games real quick, this is uh, the opening weekend for No Way Home has just happened. Uh, if you're the listener listening to this, it's in theaters now. 
So, Liam. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it hasn't hit theaters quite yet when we're recording this, but uh, are you going to be seeing it opening weekend? I'm hoping to. Uh, I think some of my friends are seeing if they can get tickets. If not, I definitely do plan on seeing it like as soon as I can, because I know spoilers will be a plenty and much of YouTube content will be out and it'll be hard to not click on it and stuff. And I'm trying to, you know, like everyone's been asking themselves the same few questions, right? Like, are Sam Raimi and Andrew Garfield going to be in this, right? Yeah, is, you know, is Tobey Maguire <laughs> and Andrew Garfield going to be in this? Yeah, what, that's what I meant, what, sorry. What, <laughs> what uh, role do all these villains play? Um, will people f- forget Peter Parker at the end of the movie? What's going to... What's gonna happen? And best of all, we're gonna see more J. Jonah Jameson. Oh yeah, like J. K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. That's that's the big that's the big part is J. Mister Jameson is, has a front and front and center stage for a Spider-Man movie in years. It's been years. And they got the same best actor they could have gotten I mean, yeah. for the role. I, I feel like there is no one better they could have gotten for it. <laughs> Have you seen that deleted scene that's on YouTube or whatever, where you see J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man outfit in his office, like pretending to flip around the place? Yes, I have. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. So much. It's so funny. Um, so what are you hoping to see in, um, oh, sorry. No, that, sorry. I already asked that question. Um, anything else you want to add about Spider-Man then? Oh, just, I love it. I feel like, uh, all the movies have been amazing. I feel like uh, the character is really inspiring for a lot of people, you know, for, you know, a lot of young kids and stuff. And even for me now, still to this day, it's always fun to like, you know, like get in the role or just, uh, you know, like kind of put on a show and have fun and do a couple tricks. And no, I just love Spider-Man and it'd be cool to see us uh, get to the point where we can start web swinging around the place someday. That'd be cool. We will, we'll maybe soon have the technology. Maybe. And might need some exoskeletons to pull it off. Probably, we probably will. Yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably will. Um, with that, uh, it's time for us to start closing out this podcast. It's time for us to enter the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And uh, kicking off the bonus level, first off, uh, no community corner this week as well because your boy. Uh, forgot to ask the community questions and when i did it was t- like 20 minutes before we started recording and nobody submitted anything so no community quarter this week hopefully we'll have one um in the finale of season four where we'll hopefully get uh to a bunch of your guys's questions gaming related of course and you can submit your questions by joining our official discord um which you can find uh by heading over to my switch i know a couple of loops to get there but you can get there <laughs> Uh, so instead, we're going to be starting off with top five, and it's the same question we asked last week. Top five games of 2021. Liam, what were your top five games that you played? Now, they don't, they didn't have to come out this year, but if, if you played them in 2021, they can count towards the list. Okay, yeah, this is a really good question, actually. I have enjoyed myself a lot of SA2. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I guess SA2 is probably an obvious answer, right? But, um... No, I really enjoyed uh, playing a few different games. Uh, let me just try to look at the list here so I could just see. Okay, Deltarune. Deltarune Chapter 2 coming out was a big one. Uh, I really enjoyed One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that. Even knowing the format of like the Warriors games, um, they're still just so much fun. So is that so Pirate and, Warriors, uh, is this like a... With the, with the name Warriors in it, is it like a, like a proper Warriors game where it's like 1 versus 100, essentially? Or Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I should yeah, look into that. I, I, I keep telling myself I want to get into One Piece, but they legit have a thousand episodes now. So I'm like, that's true. Yeah, so, there's a good chunk of filler as well, too. And uh, no, if, I, if, I'm to, if I'm to watch it, I'm going to watch everything. I want to go with too. the pain. Now, see, it was perfect timing for me because, you know, right around the time the pandemic started, I all suddenly had all this free time. And then I was like, you know what? Now's a good time to get into the longest anime ever. And then, like, for the next 18 days, I just, that was my existence. It was in there, too, at some points. But I caught up to the all 929 episodes within the three-week period at the time. My God. I was dedicated. Dedication, man. <laughs> hey, better than most of us. <laughs> it was, it really gripped me. And I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I fell in love with the series. And so, yeah, I think it's a... Uh, really enjoyable and there's uh like there's some movies that have summarized uh some of the arcs uh a lot of them can tend to cut out certain like bits of important information but like you said you know you want to try to catch everything and if that's the case then definitely uh take your time with it and you know maybe small chunks like a couple episodes a weekend or something and then eventually you'll catch up in a few years exactly I mean, yeah only a couple of years by the time 2000 episodes are out i'll be at episode a thousand <laughs> Uh, so that's two games. Um, I played Subnautica Below Zero for the first time, which was the sequel to uh, Subnautica. And I, I really enjoyed Subnautica when it first came out. I still haven't beat Below Zero, but it uh, it's definitely really cool just to see more content of that. So that was a lot of fun. Mirror's Edge Catalyst, I played a bit of that too so far. That's been actually a good deal of fun. I played some Gold Skyrim, you know. Sometimes you just feel like, you know, exploring the alchemy enchanting feedback loop and you just want to, like, go for it. Exactly. Um, some Switch games, too, now that I think about it, because I have a Switch. Uh, I played... Sorry, I'm tripping over my words here. I played Link's Awakening, the remastered one, for the Switch. That was a lot of fun to go through, because my buddy got that for me as a gift for last year's Christmas. So that was a lot of fun to play through. Um... And I think there was another one that I downloaded recently, but it's it's escaping me. I haven't played through... I still need to finish Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one. I played them out of order. I played the second Xenoblade Chronicles first, like a couple years back. Well, I mean, it's not like uh, they're really... It's not like you need to play them in order, since they're like that's both true. very separate. That's very true, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where like I, I'll start a bunch of games, and then I'll move on to other ones and stuff. Um, all right. Well, that's top five for this week. Uh, again, uh, you won't be hearing my top five games until next, uh, not next week, but two weeks from now when we do the season four finale, because we are taking Christmas off uh, next week off. So you'll have to wait two weeks for the next episode, folks. Um, and that's when you'll finally hear my top five games on the finale, which is fitting, of course. Um, moving on from that, then, uh, this week in gaming history from December 20th to 26th, here's what happened in the past. On the 20th, 1999, Intel released the 750 and 800, uh, megahertz Pent- Pentium third Pentium 3 processors. Uh, prices were 803 and $851, respectively, in thousand unit quantities. I don't know what I just read. I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Uh, on the 21st, 1989, Hudson released Wise 1 and 2 for the PC engine in Japan. On the 22nd, 2000, 
Ravisense Technologies announced that Microsoft has selected them to supply DVD playback software for their Xbox video game system. On the 23rd, 1994, the Street Fighter film opened in theaters. Whoa. Yeah. On the 24th, 2001, THQ released Tetris Worlds for the Game Boy Advance in North America. <laughs> On the 25th, 2006, a hacker released a custom 3.02 firmware for the PlayStation Portable, allowing any PlayStation game to be played from a memory stick. Doing God's work. Yeah. And on the 26th, <laughs> 1991, the Fox Broadcasting Company aired The Simpsons, where a character played an arcade video game resembling Miss Pac-Man. Uh, that was the only thing that happened that day in history, by the way. <laughs> uh, the achievement of the week this week is in the Sussy game. Um, it is Among the Greats, which is actually their platinum trophy. Because I was looking over their trophy list, and my god, you could rig that game to get an easy trophy. An easy platinum trophy. Legit. I think, like... Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty straightforward. So, uh, that's what the platinum is this week. Uh, the game of the week is Lacuna. It was a, it's a it's a coin toss of which one I picked and I picked that one. And with that, Liam, thank you for coming on the podcast despite all the technical difficulties that we did have uh throughout yes. the show. <laughs> uh where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at uh twitch.tv slash Liam Dunn twenty three and uh on Instagram.com slash Liam Dunn twenty three. And also on Twitter.com slash Liam23. So, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. And of course, you can find myself over at Twitter at Radio Tony and at Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, tw- uh, Twitch, and TikTok, where we post highlights of the podcast over on our uh, twi- TikTok, twi- Twitter, and Instagram. If I could ever say that sentence clearly once this season, I will be a happy boy. <laughs> um, Liam, thank you once again for coming on the podcast. Dude, thank you so much for having me. And again, sorry for all the technical difficulties. I know. It, it happens. Tis the thing of recording a podcast. Shit can go down. And considering that this has been the only time we've had issues this entire season, I'll take that as a win. <laughs> all right. And uh, to you, the viewer, thank you for tuning in. Uh, be, be sure to share the podcast, like it, do all that stuff because it helps us grow. And we will see you in two weeks for the season four finale of Tony's Game Lounge. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.